This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and where do I start? I mean, I've got uh, 17-hour power outage. Uh, I, I, the mystery of the Bob Ross watcher has been solved. Uh, Amy, my wife, is in Los Angeles. Uh, I, I have a somewhat major announcement to make, and I am a horrible. Twins fan, Minnesota Twins fan, the baseball team here in Minnesota. I am a horrible Minnesota Twins fan. Let's start there. Get the sports ballers beware. Going to talk a little sports here. All right. Now, if you remember last week's show, which was actually recorded two weeks ago, because of that 17-hour power outage that I mentioned at the top there. I'll More on that in a bit, but okay. So... Uh, I didn't. The power was out at home. I didn't. I wasn't able to post my show in order to play, and I decided, well, let's just hold on to it for another week. We'll just uh, we'll just hold it, and then I'll put it up last next you know, last week, which is what I did. Put it up, and now this week is fairly current. I mean, I'm recording this the morning that I post it on Z Talk Radio. I used to do these on Friday nights, and now do them on Saturday mornings because we got ourselves a puppy. Uh, an adorable little dog, Edna. She's a Japanese chin. She's adorable as all hell, but she doesn't understand that when Dad is sitting down doing his his podcast radio thing, whatever this this is, she needs to leave me alone, and she doesn't she doesn't get that. I, I did do one show with her around, and I think that was the same day that where that morning she got uh, she she was spayed, so she was a bit out of it, and she laid next to me and just relaxed. And uh, that was fine. But uh, there's no way. She'll bark. She'll want to get up and play. She'll get into the microphone. You know, she'll just, you know, she'll want to sit on my lap and lick my face. Just can't happen. So I've been doing the show from the basement of Nostalgia Zone. I'm doing this little ad thing right now. I, you know, it's 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 just something I do. It's, it's, it's I wasn't asked by Nostalgia Zone to do this. It's just something because what the hell? It's a place where I work. It's a good comic book store. If you're interested interested in collecting Silver Age comics and Bronze Age comics and Modern Age comics, check out our website nostalgiazone.com. Become a member. You'll save ten percent. You'll earn points toward future purchases. You know, we got a fairly extensive catalog of stuff. Check it out. So anyway, so I'm in the basement of Nostalgia Zone. Recording this show. Uh, okay, so last on um, last week's show, which remember was recorded two weeks ago, I gave my "I have a bet" speech. 
not my best speech, but I gave that little talk, and I and I bet against my beloved twins, which right there, right there, makes you a horrible fan, right there. But oh, the depths to which I descended, the depths. Uh, uh, so the bet was, I'll remind you. Going over some stuff I went uh, talked about last week, but I have a coworker. He's also in base into baseball. He's a fan of the Twins, and the two of us, you know, were talking about the prospects, the Twins' prospects of this season. I said, I think Cleveland, the Cleveland Guardians, uh, uh, are going to win the division. I don't think the Twins are going to be able to do it. And uh, he talked about how well the Guardians have a pretty tough schedule going ahead. And then he said, "Well, the Twins don't have much easier." And that's when I said, "Well, they do have those four losses coming up against the." Uh, the hated Yankees in September. And he said, you think they're going to be swept in that four-game series? And I said, yeah, they're, they're going to be swept. And he said, this, you, you, no way. I'll bet you $3. $3 that the Twins will win at least one game. And I said, okay, great. And I maintained through the whole time when he would, he and others that I worked with said, that's a crazy bet. That's a crazy bet. Why would you bet that? That's a dumb bet. Why would you? You, you, you can't. You know, it's, it's, it's how difficult it is for one team to beat another team four games in a row. In baseball, uh, especially, you know, it's, it's very difficult for that to happen. So, you know, come on. That's a, that's a dumb bet. That's crazy. You're crazy. And I said, hey, I'm, I, that's just how I feel. It's not rational. I understand. But that's how I feel. I don't think, I, I, I told them, I said, for the last, what, I don't know, 20 years, uh, the best the Twins seem to be able to do is win one game against the hated Yankees each season. Uh, they'll, pe- they'll play two serieses against the, against the Bronx Bastards, once in New York, and then one series in New York, and then one series here in the Twin Cities, or you know, vice versa, whichever comes first. And so earlier this year, they played here in Minneapolis, and the Twins won one game in that three-game series. Well, they got this four-game series coming up. The Twins have already won their one game because that's how it's been the last 20 years. I'll tell you how bad it's been the last 20 years. That's coming up. But th- that's okay. There you go. So <clears throat> I thought, I'll, I'll make the bet. And that's that's part of my... Again, it's not scientific. It's not rational. It's an emotional kind of thing. One season doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not a, uh, what happened in the past doesn't necessarily mean it's going to continue to happen. It's just, you know. So anyway, the, the series was played this, this past week. Uh, it was four game series, as I said. It was start Monday night, Tuesday, then Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. It's going to go right like that. In New York, and uh, game one, uh, the Twins lost. Five to two. Don't think it was ever in doubt in that game. Um, I, I, I just just saw that I didn't watch the game, but I just you know I'm checking it out on the on my Major League Baseball app, my MLB app on my phone. Uh, then the next night, Tuesday, there was supposed to be a game, but it was postponed due to weather. So what they did was they rescheduled it the next afternoon to make Wednesday a doubleheader. So the first game of the doubleheader now. Uh, that was that started off during the day where we were at work, and uh, where my coworker, who works in the print shop, he's just right outside the office from where I'm sitting. 
the doors open and you know so I can I can look through the windows and see him out there in the shop working on the print machine that he works on and and the doors open so I can hear him talking and we can shout back and forth to each other and the twins they 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 scored two runs in the bottom in the top of the first inning they scored they went up two to nothing at the top of the first they got up to three to nothing like by the fourth inning or something like that and when they went up two to nothing he just starts hooting and hollering out there, and I just look at him, smile, and shrug my shoulders. I say, "Well, okay, yeah, there's plenty of game left, you know. The, this is the, the the this is how things go, yeah. The, but we'll see." And again, I said, "Look, I'll happily pay you the three dollars. I've been saying that the whole time. I'll happily pay you three dollars if the tw- that'll, because that'll mean the Twins will have won at least one game against the hated the hated Yankees." So okay, game continues. Yankees start to score. And it gets to a three to three tie in the ninth, at the end of the ninth. It's tied at three, so it goes into extra innings. And and I, you know, I pretty much was thinking, well, the Yankees got the Twins just where they want them. <laughs> and so they go into extra innings. The Twins manage to score a run. They're up four to three. But because it's in New York, the home team gets their last at bat. They get their chance to either tie the game or win it. And if they can't score, they lose. Right? The Twins win. Well, you know what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Maybe you don't know what happened. I'll tell you what happened. I was driving. I was picking up Hayden from school. And I was driving back. Or did I, uh, I dropped him off at, uh, from school, I think. Whatever. And I was driving home. And I'm listening to the game. And I heard the hated Yankees tie the game at four. I think it was the bottom of the 12th. And then they went ahead. They scored the fifth run. And they won. And... And this is what makes me a horrible fan. This is really what makes me a horrible fan. I went, I started, I was cheering in the car. Yes! Yes! And I, I what is wrong with me? <laughs> okay. So that night, the second game of the doubleheader, game three of the series, was never in the Twins' hands. The Yankees were up like four to one. And then late in the game, they, they, they tacked on another three runs. They win that game 7-1. The Twins were never really, you know, it just was not going to be any way they were going to win. And again, <laughs> I, mean, I, was, uh, I was driving from, uh, either to pick up Hayden or driving home from picking up Hayden from school. He does this the first three nights of the week. He's at, uh, he's at school at night. He goes uh, 6.30 to 9 o'clock. So I'm... I'm or oh, actually, I think Amy picked him up. That's right. Wednesday, Amy picked him up. I, I, uh, I was driving back from work because I work Wednesday nights and Friday nights. So I was driving back from work, and I heard that the, you know this, the, them go up another three runs to get the seven to one. I went, and I went, yeah, I'm horrible. I'm horrible. That's horrible. And I and I and I I texted to my coworker at some point. I hate what this is doing to me. <laughs> How can I be like this? This is this is the hated Yankees. What am I doing? There was only one time when it was okay to root for the hated Yankees, and that's when Joe Torre was their manager, and he'd gone through some rough stuff in his life, and, and he was, seemed like a really decent guy, a really likable guy, and I can't remember what year it was, but it was the year that, that he, he managed them to a World Series and a, and a World Series win. I don't know. It was World Series win number 430. They've got so many of them. Actually, they got 27, I think. Uh, maybe nah, I think it's 27 World Series championships. By far the most in the majors. Anyway, that was about the only time when it was okay to root for the hated Yankees. But after that, and before that, 
you know, screw them. <laughs> and especially over the last 20 years because of their total dominance, near total dominance of the Minnesota Twins. I'll get to that in a moment. So anyway, uh, game four comes up. And uh, it's uh, Thursday night. It's the second Thursday of the month. I'm, I'm meeting with the Minnesota Skeptics, and I keep checking my MLB app, and I'm looking at the game. And it was it was uh, the, the Twins went up two to nothing. I think at some point the game was tied at two. Then the Twins scored another couple of runs. They went up four to two. It's getting later in the game, and I'm thinking, oh, that's right where the Yankees want them. It's right where the Yankees want them. And I kept saying, come on, Twins, be the Twins, and Yankees, be the Yankees, right? You know, I forgot about the hated part. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm looking at this. And in the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth, the Yankees scored a run. They managed to load the bases, but they only scored one run, so it was down, they were down four to three. Well, they go through the ninth, Twins don't score, and then it gets to the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees loaded the bases again. I mean, all they got to do, they had two, they had one out. All they got to do is get that guy from third base across the plate. Work a walk. Walk him in. Lean into the pitch. Get hit by the pitch. Whatever. Hit a sacrifice fly. Bring that guy in. But they couldn't. They ended up losing 4-3. to three. So the Twins did win one game in that series and hallelujah i felt horrible i'm a horrible fan how terrible of a person i am to have done such a thing i took away a whole shit ton of points from uh from slytherin house uh which is my house and uh I, I, but we're still head and shoulders above everybody all the other houses so we're gonna win the house cup again this year but it was just uh i i, I that's gambling you stay away from gambling, kids. Take my word for it. It will change you. For $3, it'll change you. So so my uh, my friend and co-worker, he posts the picture uh, that morning because he gets there before I do. And he, and that's the $3 that I had, but, you know, I had it sitting on the office manager's desk. Here's their $3. It's right there. So he sends a picture to me saying, oh, the things I'll do with this money or something like that. It's just... I said, don't spend it all in one place. And we had some fun about it. And, I, and he said, I hope you learned a lesson. I said, I did. I, I felt terrible. I let my team down. I let myself down. I hate the Yankees. I still hate the Yankees. And, this, and, and part of the reason why I hate the Yankees, and this is the whole thing about the 20-year of dominance. Okay? Going into this series, this four-game series, if I have my numbers correct, going into this four-game series, going back 20 years... The Twins' record against the hated Yankees was 14 and 137. That's 14 wins and 137 losses. Now, that's near total domination. Total domination, I guess, would be zero wins and whatever 14 and 137 added is. I, I can't do the math. Is that 141? Is that it? Is that what that is? Uh, 151? Is it 151? It's 151, right? 14 and 137? It's 151, right? Okay. Anyway, so that's what it, that's nearly a whole season. There's 162 games in a season. That I mean, that's horrible. So after the series, after it's done, the Twins have improved their record. They're winning a little bit. Uh, it's now 15 and 140. So they, they really haven't improved it at all. So, is it any wonder I hate the Yankees? And was it any wonder why I thought it was a fairly safe bet? They've already won one game this season. 
So now they've won two. That's cool. Maybe that's a good you know step in the right direction. That game two, they gave them a game. They could have won it if the if their relief pitching could have held the Yankees from scoring at the bottom of the ninth to tie up the game, or you know, or at the bottom of the uh, whenever the Twins went up by four to three, if they in the extra innings, I can't remember when. But if they could have just shut it down, but they couldn't. So anyway, I'm a horrible person. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, the 17-hour power outage, which is not easy to say. Okay, this was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a, it was Saturday night, and uh, I, uh, interestingly enough, I was watching the Minnesota Twins playing the San Francisco Giants in Minneapolis uh, that Saturday night. It was the uh, Fox Fox Sports game of the um, baseball night in America. That's what they, on Saturdays they have what they call baseball night in America, and so um, and that's on Fox, whatever your Fox channel is. And uh, and the, the it was the B game. The A game was uh, uh, St. Louis and uh, and uh, the Atlanta racists. But uh, so it was the St. Louis Cardinals and the Atlanta Racists, um, and I think that was who it was. So, but because I, you know, I live in Minnesota and, and the Minnesota market, they you know the Fox probably figured, well, the Minnesota market is going to want to watch the Minnesota Twins play the San Francisco Giants. So okay, fine. So watching the game, and uh, and I won't go into the details of how the game was, but but there was a crawl across the screen saying that a thunderstorm warning uh, for our area, you know, and I said, oh, that's coming. Then my phone, with my weather app, starts telling me there's a there's a warning of a storm and all that, so, you know, that it's coming. And so I'm looking at the radar on the map and just uh, see it, uh, seeing where all that rain is coming. I see all the clouds that, you know, they, they show the nice colorful looking and how severe it is and all that kind of stuff. And it's, and it's approaching the Twin Cities. It's coming. I'll tell you more about that when I come back from this break. You're listening to Dimland Radio and the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I shall return. This is sex. What? We're scaring up a good time on your favorite radio station. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. (laughs) Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z-Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. We'll all be hornswoggled. 
You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. So I'm talking about this power, the 17-hour power outage, in case you forgot, over the break. Uh, and, okay, so uh, the ball game's on. It's in Minneapolis. I'm watching the, the uh, weather app, uh, and it's showing this storm approaching. And it doesn't appear to be raining yet uh, at the Target Field, which is an open-air ballpark. So... Uh, it doesn't. It, is, it doesn't appear to be raining there yet. Uh, the end of the seventh inning happens, and they go to commercial break. I turn to Amy and I said, "I'll bet you anything. When they're back, they'll be in rain delay." And sure enough, that's what happened. And uh, they, so when they come back from commercial break, you see the the uh, the grounds crew pulling the tarp over the infield to keep it from getting too wet, and uh, and the rain's coming down. And so, oh, great. Well, okay, we can't see the Twins play, but uh, because they have to wait for the rain to pass. And then uh, uh, what Fox ended up doing was they, they switched over to the A game. So that's fine. More baseball. Great. We can watch that game. And um, we're, the warnings are still coming. Uh, the, the, the crawl on the screen is, is happening. The app on our phone keeps saying, you know, Weather store, you know, thunderstorm warning in your area coming. You know, it's, it's still happening. And it's getting to be, it's a little after 9.30 at this point, 9.30 at night. And I, I, I don't know, I think, I think I was walking around with the dog in my arms because, you know, thunder's starting to happen. The storm is starting to hit, it's starting to rain, we can hear it. The wind's starting to pick up. And you know, so she's getting a little, she's getting a little nervous about it. So I, I hold her in my arms and I walk her around to try to calm her down. And uh, bing, the, out goes the power, just completely. You know, oh man, there it goes. <laughs> and it didn't seem like the storm lasted all that long. It came past us very quickly. And it must have had enough of a like a straight line wind or something, you know, enough of a winds to knock some branches out of some some key branches out of some trees to hit some power lines and uh, knock the power out. So that's you know great. So now we have to find our candles, get everything set up. The dog's a little freaked out about this. Uh, the, the, the shadows across the curtains of one of our windows cast by the by the candles flickering seemed to move a little bit and she'd be barking at that and it's just and it's it was thankfully it wasn't super hot but it was hot enough and it was, it was a bit humid and it was so it started to get sticky in the house kind of close just felt ugh, uncomfortable and I'm trying to relax I'm trying to be calm but you know Amy's uh Amy's involved in something trying to get this uh this trip to LA which I'll talk about in a bit 
and, and and stuff's going on there, and the dog's barking, and ugh. the dog and I did not get to sleep until two o'clock that morning, that night, whatever it is. And so the power's out. So the next day, um, we bring Hayden over to some. This was like that. That weekend was a two-day event at the school that Hayden's going to now for new students. You know, on, on Saturday it's the new students and their parents, which is interesting if you have a new student student who's you know. 40 that decides to go to art school do they bring their parents <laughs> you know that's an interesting kind of thing but anyway so there was that day i couldn't attend because i had to work at the, here at the comic book store uh, but amy went and so the next day was just students only so we brought them out there and there was power for this for that area but all over the twin cities there were power outages i was looking at uh, excel energy's power outage map that gives you sort of updates and what's going on and estimates of when they think the power is going to be coming back well amy had called uh excel energy and got an automated thing and she could uh opt to get a text or a phone call when the power was being returned it was going to be getting put back on you know so she opted for that well, what Amy and I ended up doing, it was so uncomfortable in the house. Uh, we ended up going over to the janitor job that I do over the office there. I still have a key to the office. Put on the air conditioner, you know, charge up our batteries uh, uh, for our phones and everything. Uh, just sit and look at the internet and just wait for a while until so, we go out and pick up Hayden and bring him back. And uh, so we, while well, we were doing that, I think we stopped to get something to eat. And Amy got the, got the uh, message that the power's back on as we were driving back and that was about five o'clock so i figured about that's th that works out to what about 17 hours that the power was out doesn't it so let's see so you got 10 o'clock at night to midnight well maybe it's more than that uh midnight is two hours and then from midnight to five is what what is midnight to five <laughs> i don't know midnight to noon noon is 12 but i i think it's about 17 hours <laughs> If if my math is way off, please let me know. <laughs> Send me a message. Which, by the way, you can email at me at uh, uh, drdim at dimland.com, but I need to check and see if that's working because I might have to change that. I have to work with Amy to see if that email is actually working. I have not checked in in a while, and I probably should. So, anyway, we got the power back on. And this leads me to the mystery of the Bob Ross Watcher. Now, you recall I talked about this interesting thing that I noticed, a couple of things, while on my night walk with, with Edna, our dog. Uh, one is that she goes after little frogs that are all over the place. It's, it's, I did not know that, but they're, they're crawling all over the place out there, and uh, she goes after them. And, anyways, and then there's a neighbor who's across the street from where we go into the, you know, it's kitty corner. We don't even get near the house that this person lives in. Uh, but I can see into their living room with the lights all on, the TV. I can see the TV sitting up there. I am not a peeping Tom, okay? I'm not crossing the street. I'm not looking in. I just, you look across, and there you can see in the house, okay? I'm not a peeping Tom, all right? Let's get that straight. Anyway, so I would I noticed that night after night after night, this person is watching Bob Ross, sometimes with all the lights on in the living room. So I thought, is, our, is this person... Uh, working on you know, doing art along with Bob Ross. Are they doing that? I don't know. So anyway, so I that's it was a mystery I talked about it on the show. Well, in the aftermath of the power outage, 
uh, I, I think what it might have been Monday. Uh, so I was walking in, and we go down to this, uh, as I described it before, uh, a couple houses down from us is a is a walking park that cuts through several blocks. It goes about a mile if you walk from one end to the other. And uh, so what I'll do is, uh, instead of going down around the whole block, I'll go down to where that path is, cut through the path, which cuts through the block, and then come around the other way. So it's like walking halfway around the block, or walking, you know, doing a half a block walk, whatever, with the dog. And and oh, and the next day we you know, we saw all sorts of branches down closer to where my dad lives. My dad did not lose power. He lives a mile from us. Didn't lose power. He says things dimmed for a little bit. It started to dim for a little bit, but the power never went out. Oh, lucky you. And it's but. Uh, but we could see that there seemed to be a lot more branches and things down closer to his house than to ours. So it was a weird weather cut through the neighborhood with the wind and all that knocking branches out. It's however that worked. But anyway, uh, so power's back on and it's what, the next day or something. And I'm walking the dog and I see that there's a neighbor, a couple neighbors with, their, with a kid uh, out in their backyard. In, in the house that's just straight across, uh, it's on the same side of the block. It's on the same block that our house is on. It's on the same side of the block, the street that ours is on. But it's on the other side of this walking path. And I and I just say, hey, excuse me. And I said, how long did your power go out? Did you get? Did you have a power power go out? Because I was pretty sure it did. Because it looked like the whole neighborhood had power out. And they said, uh, because and the reason I asked that was because that morning, Sunday morning, when I was walking, and I saw some like a porch light on outside uh, on that house the outside by the their by their door and then a light that looked like it was on inside the house hard to tell i didn't go up to the window i'm not a peeping tom and i saw other houses on that side of the of the park uh that had some outside lights on i didn't notice that they had inside lights on but uh, because i you know, i'm not <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh but then so i saw that they were out i asked did you guys lose power and they said yeah so how long how long was your power out Two hours. They had it out for two hours, and they got it back. Huh. Isn't that nice? How long did you have power out? About 17. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll do the math again before I do the show notes, uh, or when I do the show notes. I'll do the math again, and we'll and, you know, uh, see if how accurate I am. Because, I mean, it went out just before 10 and came back on uh, uh, before 5 the next day. My goodness. So if 10, let's see. 10 at night to 10 in the morning that's 12 hours to five o'clock that's another that's that's 17 hours hey i did it right there i did that i did it right there you know two hours to noon and then another five hours to to five o'clock that's 17 hours hey i had the math right <clears throat> you saw my work right there pretty cool huh two hours and as we're talking they're meeting edna the little kid this is real you know, taken with the puppy uh, uh, a woman who apparently lives across the street, in fact, lives in the house with the Bob Ross going on. I didn't know it at the moment, but she's she knows these folks and she's friends with them. And she was out front uh, in, in front of their house. The, the person, people I'm talking to, she must have been talking to some other neighbor. And she comes over and I says, "Hey, you guys talking about the power outage?" <laughs> and uh, the the one person that had the power out for two hours turned to her and said, "Yeah, Barb, but how how long did you have the power out over?" Oh, it was about uh, 12 hours or so. And I said, eh, 17 for me. Oh, yeah, where, where do you live? And I said, I live up on the corner. Corner house right there. 
And this is where the person that I was talking to, this Barb, which I found out she, her name is Barb, found out that uh, 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 she she said, "Oh, you're the you're the artist." And I went, "Yeah, I'm an artist." How did you know that? <laughs> She's looking in my windows. She's a peeping tom. No, no, no. Uh, when you go on the Google for a time, Amy had designated our house as a, as a my disgusting art because she had this website, My Disgusting Art, which would show her artwork, which wasn't disgusting. It's just her way of being self-deprecating and whatever. And uh, so she had that for a time. And so she said, oh, for a while, when I told her about that, she said, because the woman said that she had noticed it on the internet. And again, I'm thinking, was that the neighborhood app that I was part of? Did I mention anything about being an artist in that? Because I dumped the neighborhood app. It was just like people complaining, which is what my show was about. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, I mean, who needs an app for that? I got me, right? So, anyway, uh, she's... Uh, she. Uh, oh, I lost my track. Uh, anyway, so she saw it on the internet somehow. And then Amy was able to say, well, the, because it, if you put the cursor over our house or something, it would say, my disgusting art. So, she must have, she must have done that. It must have been, you know, and that's, that's how she figured I was an artist. Uh, so, I said, yeah. And then she said, you cut the grass for the, for the woman that lives next door. I mean, who's watching who here? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw what show she's watching on TV. You know, the artist guy. Yeah, fine. Again, I stayed on my side of the block. I think she stayed on her side of the block. But notice I'm cutting the grass for the lady next door. But, I mean, come on. Who's watching who? Anyway. So I said, and then I had to be as diplomatic as I could. And I said, um, uh, uh, don't be freaked out by this. <laughs> or something. Don't, feel, don't feel paranoid or anything. But I've, I've, when I walk Edna, because she met the dog too, when I walk Edna at night, I, I can I can see that you're watching TV, and I I've seen that you watch Bob Ross, and like almost every night, or every night, and I and I said, are you painting along with with him? And she said, well, sometimes, and she wasn't freaked out at all by learning it. I, I tried to be as dip, you know as assuring. This is look, I'm on I'm over here. I just I can just see in, and sometimes I see that your your living room lights are on. And so I'm thinking, is somebody in there painting along with the guy? And she says, she says sometimes she does. And she even had some pictures of paintings she's done, and she showed them. They're they're not bad, amateur stuff, but they're not bad. And so we talked. And so she said, well, the real reason she watches it, she watches this guy every night, because it, as I was saying when I talked about Bob Ross on last week's show, is that he has a very calm demeanor, very serene, very uh, peaceful. And very easy going, and on the show, it's just just uh, it's like a nice sigh, you know, it's a, and a relaxing. He has a relaxing quality to what he does. And she said uh, that she personally um, uh, will, you know, she suffers from anxiety. Uh, she said something about working for public housing, and she said that job can call her cause her a lot of you know anxiousness about stuff I guess and she says when she discovered I guess through Roku or something you can get a channel the, the, the Bob Ross channel which plays Bob Ross 24 hours <laughs> says, she says when I found that I just found that it was just so uh, such an easy you know nice way to you know settle down the day at the end of the day or however she put it and I said yeah I can understand that because he's a very very calming relaxing kind of a kind of a guy and she said yeah so that is the mystery of the bob ross person this this person that watches them every night so now you know she does 
She hasn't closed her shades or anything. <laughs> she hasn't done that. She still watches it. Uh, but now I know. Now I know the mystery. But boy, that really did kind of throw me for a loop when she she knew I was an artist. I was like, really? How how do you know that? What time is it? Uh, I think I'll uh, I think I'll take my next break. What the heck? Might be a little early, but I'm going to take my next break and uh, and I'll be back to. Uh, uh, tell you why my wife, Amy, is in Los Angeles, of all places. You listen to Dimland Radio. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. You're listening to Z Talk Radio's Redheaded Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. A few years ago, Steve Faircow's lungs were failing. I don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received a lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. Now Steve can do things he never imagined, like climbing 94 floors to the top of a skyscraper. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. It's an incredible gift. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. That break seemed incredibly short. <laughs> I wonder if everything played. I don't know. Seems like it did. But my goodness, that break didn't last long enough. Oh, well. Now that it's over. Before I get to the reason why uh, Amy, my wife is in Los Angeles. I thought I'd mention something about the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II, being dead. Um, she died this, uh, was it yesterday? Or day before? Uh, she died. She was 96. Pretty good run. She was the longest serving monarch in, uh, uh, in the British monarchy. Uh, which, here's, here's my take. Uh, I feel sad, or, or sympathy, I should say, for her family, for the, for her loved ones, uh, and for the people of, of her subjects, you know, I feel sympathy for them, those who are upset about it. But of course, don't ask the Irish about this. Uh, but anyway, because I think she, you know, as far as queens go, she, you know, monarchs go, I guess she was uh, did a decent job, whatever her job really was. I don't know. I'm an American. We put away this. We, we put this whole monarchy nonsense behind us. How did you? 
I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for king. <laughs> well, how'd you become king then? Well, the Lady of the Lake threw some sword at me, and, you know, distributing cutlery is no way of deciding who's going to get executive power. So I, it's just, you know, I'm doing some Python stuff. But really, I mean, she was she was queen because she was born. She just happened to be born into the right family. Just happened to be born at the right uh, succession position to become queen. Okay, great. And I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. She didn't get it on merit. She, she, I get. She did a good job as being queen, as far as I know. Again, don't ask the Irish, but <clears throat> it's, I, I don't know. So now Prince Charles, homeopathic supporting woo woo. Oh, I try not to use that term on this show. Don't know why. Just trying to, but you did. Please, and I'll take another point from Southern House for that. Uh, but you know the quack stuff that he's into. This alternative medicine. Remember. The old saying that you know there's you, that uh, by definition, alternative medicine has either been not proven to work or has been proven to not work. And you know what you call alternative medicine that works? You call it medicine. All right. So so now we got King Charles the third, I guess. I guess that's what they're going to call him. Uh, and they did, you know, I guess he's a, it's official now. They went through the whole rigmarole to make him king. And I just, I, I, again, I'm an, I'm an American. I don't get this. You know, 1776, we said, no, no, bye. Bye to all this. We're, we're going to self-govern. Governed by the people. Representatives of the people. Not somebody who happened to be born into a particular family. I don't know. But... Uh, I, again, I haven't lived in that culture. I haven't been raised in that society. It's weird how how some Americans are so fascinated by royalty. I mean, we should say that's not that's not American. That's just not. But okay, you're interested in what you're interested. In. I'm not going to stop you. But it's just it's weird. I'm sure I'm interested in things that people think is weird. You know, what are you going to do? So she died. And now, you know, King Charles, you know, she had like 70 plus years reign, if you will, uh, as queen. And King Charles is going to get himself like maybe 10, 15 years out of this. He's like, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> uh, at least I got to be king for a while. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe less if he keeps taking the alternative medicine stuff for if he gets really sick. You know, says, no, 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 you know, you know, your highness, your majesty, whatever they call him when they get to king queen level. I think it's majesty. Your majesty, I know you want to drink water to help deal with this, but you really should see an actual doctor. And no, cracking your back isn't going to help. You should see an actual doctor, a, re a real doctor. You know, medicine that's been that's been supported by science. Well, you know, well science doesn't know everything. And again, I'm going to quote some other, or paraphrase another comedian type person. Tim Minchin was the one I was paraphrasing when I was talking about the alternative medicine thing. And he's not the first person to say, you know what you call alternative medicine that works. You know, he wasn't the first one person to come up with that. But I was kind of paraphrasing him. And I'm going to paraphrase Dara O'Brien right now and by saying that science knows it doesn't know everything. Otherwise, it would stop. I don't know that maybe that was a direct quote. Maybe not just a paraphrase. So that's, science keeps learning. 
keeps figuring things out. New evidence changes uh, what the old evidence was pointing to, or new evidence solidifies what the old evidence was pointing to. It's you know nothing's ever 100%. Some is real close to it, but it's all provisional. It's, you know, changing evidence or, or new evidence that will put things in a different light can change what science had thought about a certain certain phenomenon, a certain thing. I know I'm being pretty vague, but that's how it works. Anyway, but if he decides not to, you know, follow actual medicine, well, maybe he has less than 10 or 15 years. I mean, the guy's like 73, 76, something like that. So come on. I mean, how much time can he have? Maybe 20 years. Maybe. You know, his mom lived to be 96. So maybe. So anyway, I, 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 I don't get it. It's, uh, you know, Americans, we don't do kings and queens and princesses and princes unless it's prince you know prince the musician and queen the band will do them but we're not you know we're americans and is all the money going to have to change now because she's on the money she's on the money in england she's on the money in canada and in new zealand and australia and i guess other places she's on at least some of the currency and I, I know that it's not going to negate the currency that's currently flowing through the world with her on it, but there's going to have to be some new currency with the king on there. You know, that's, you know, America, we have dead people on our money, and they have to be dead for, I don't know, a certain amount of time, I think, before they can be even considered to be put on the money. But they have to be dead. They can't be living people. We don't put living people on money, much to the chagrin of somebody who should be in prison right now, but I'm not going to get into that. Because you know he would want to be on the money. I mean, come on. He'd wet his pants over being on the money. Because he's all about the money, which he was never really good at making. <laughs> anyway. It's just odd. And again, I have sympathy for the people who will feel this loss. And she was a living person. And again, she did probably a decent job as queen. And of course, again, don't ask the Irish about that. But, you know. Anyway. Long live the king, I guess. Uh, Britney Spears. Yeah, I know. I'm getting to it. Britney Spears apparently has come out as an atheist. Uh, I'm going to read parts of this article to you. This comes from, uh, I forget where it comes from, but it was written by Josephine Harvey. Harvey, I don't think that's how she says her name. She probably just says Harvey. Uh, Britney Spears explains why she doesn't believe in God anymore, is the article name. It's dated uh, September 6th. Uh, this was in a, in, a, in a voice recording memo that she put out, which apparently she took down not too long after that. Uh, Britney Spears says she no longer believes in God because of the way her family has treated her. Uh, the singer, who spent nearly 14 years under the conservatorship managed by her father that controlled almost every aspect of her life, spoke about losing her faith in a voice memo shared Monday on Instagram. Quote, God would not allow that to happen to me if a God existed, she said. According to page six, which is some news outlet, I guess, or gossip thing, which transcribed the audio before it was deleted. Uh, quoting Brittany again, I don't believe in God anymore because of the way my children and my family have treated me. 
There is nothing to believe in anymore. I'm an atheist, y'all. Unquote. Since a judge released Spears from the conservatorship in November, uh, she has talked about the abuse she suffered under the legal arrangement, which had allowed her father to dictate personal, financial, and health decisions and how she parented her children for over a decade. Spears has repeatedly accused her other family members, including her mother and sister, for uh, of failing to protect her and help her. Quoting her again, she says, It saddens me uh, not one of you have valued, valued me as a person. You've witnessed how my family has been to me, and that's all you know. Uh, like I said, I feel like you all secretly say, or like to say something's wrong with me. She was saying to her sons, apparently, or saying about her sons. She has two of them. One is 17, one is 16. Um, that makes me feel old. <laughs> now, I'm an atheist. And I, you know, however a person comes to atheism, as far as I'm concerned, that's good, because the more atheists we have, the better world we'll have, I think. I, know, I could be wrong, but I think we'll have a better world uh, if we fill it up with a bunch of atheists. Because uh, there's, I don't know, you know, it takes religion to get, you know, it's like bad people will do bad things, good people will do good things, but to get good people to do bad things, you need religion. I don't know who said that. I don't know if that's the exact phrasing of it, but that's the sentiment. And I happen to agree with that. Of course I would. I'm an atheist. <laughs> but you can have religious people doing great things. That's fine. But I've never, I'm, since becoming an atheist, I just, I don't get the, he's, oh, he's a person of faith. Oh, she is a person of strong faith. So? <laughs> strong faith in what? The Easter Bunny? The Tooth Fairy? Because, as far as I'm concerned, as an atheist, you know, it's, they're the same thing. Oh, sure, uh, the, the God and the Jesus and the Muhammad and all the, those people, Moses, whatever, they're more, uh, they, they have a little more juice to them because more people believe in them and really believe in them and adults believe in them. I don't think there's too many adults around the world that believe in the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy. So it's not, you know, it's not exactly the same comparison. It's not exactly analogous, but it's still, it, it's, it's just as make-believe at least to me, an atheist and other atheists. So I look at what she says is why she's decided not to, because God would not let something like this happen to her if God existed. I don't know, dear. <laughs> I don't know. I that If that's your reasoning, I don't know what's in your heart, I don't know what you're thinking, but I, 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 hope, I hope the atheism sticks. I hope you explore it a little more. Learn a little more about it, you know, and and, and you know, think more about why you wouldn't believe in a god, because you know God lets a lot of horrible stuff happen in the world to a lot of really decent people. Horrible stuff happens to them, and has done so forever. So if your reasoning is, it's it seems a little more selfish that it's just about you. God lets this happen to me. If if uh, I mean. Presumably, before you decided that can't be a god because this is happening to me, I'm, I'm at least I'm hoping you were thinking, geez, you know, along with that, you're thinking, God, it's letting all this terrible thing happen. Terrible things happen to the, all these people. You've got, I, I, it's just, 
it's like the, like the phrase God only gives you what you can handle and then you put that next to a picture of a vulture standing on the ground looking at a starving child in some country that's stricken by with famine and you know yeah God only give you what you can handle and and the vultures are saying thank you God for giving that kid what he could handle because that's going to be dinner for me if uh, somebody doesn't shoo me away I mean, when you see something like that, something so stark like that, you, you just look at starving children, children with, uh, with, with, with you know, terminal cancer or something, and then you see uh, some, one of those uh, prosperity preachers that tells, tells you, you know, if you send me some money, God will bless you. Well, how about, how about blessing that kid that's got the cancer? How about stopping that cancer from happening to that kid? You know, it's these kinds of things that atheists tend to think about. Uh, well, this atheist tends to think about. I, I don't want to presume to speak for all atheists. But it's just those things like that. It's, it's, I, I'm sorry, but there's just no evidence that, he, that a God exists. It's, you know, the other thing, it's like, of all the gods that have ever existed in all the history of humanity, of all the ones, and the ones that exist now, you happen to believe in the correct one. But when she says she, you, she doesn't believe in God because... Of what it's done, you know, what uh, her family's done to her. That that steps real close to, I mean, really close to uh, the idea that a lot of believers will proffer uh, the question that they'll ask atheists, um, you know, when they find out someone's an atheist and say, "Why do you hate God?" And the atheist answer to that is, "I don't hate God. I don't believe in God. I don't know that God doesn't exist. I don't believe that." It that it does, whatever it is. I don't believe that it exists. But I, I'm certainly not mad at it. I'm mad about what religion for, can influence people into doing. I'm, I'm mad about that. But you you could say back to somebody who says, why are you angry at God? And, and it's like, well, you know, I'm not. Oh, I don't know. I think you're mad at God. So, okay, why are you mad at Osiris? Why are you mad at Zeus? Well, I'm not mad. You're not? Why? You don't believe in them, so you must be mad at them. No, I, they don't exist. There's only one true God. Well, it's the same thing, except I go one God more. Okay? So, settle down. So, I don't know. Will it keep? Will it last? Is this the reason she's... You know, I, I hope so. I hope she stays an atheist, because, I, again, as I said, the world becomes better each atheist that is created. At least in my estimation. It becomes better, because you start getting people who are more rational. And have given up a delusion that so many people share. It's just this. This is uh, this is acceptable. It's, yeah, I'm sorry, but that's how atheists look at things, or at least that's how this atheist looks at things. I could be wrong. I'll find out when I die, or I won't. So it's a cool thing. This is a cool thing. Amy, my wife, is in Los Angeles as I speak to you. Why is Amy in Los Angeles? Well, it goes back to, I think I talked about this on the show, about this weirdness of having rain in, in August, or so much rain in August. Usually August up here in, in the upper Midwest is a little drier. I mean, usually I don't have to cut grass in August, at least not much, because it dries out. And that begins to happen sometime in July. You know, you cut grass in May and June, you know, you get that, but by August you you're done. And you might have to cut again in September, because in September we get rain. But August, 
we can get rain. It's not saying that it never does, but it's just, it just seems weird. So, Amy was going to go see Duran Duran at Treasure Island Casino at their amphitheater. And she and her best friend from childhood and a couple other gals got a hotel room down there and went to go see the concert. And the concert was rained out. And the next day, or the day after, Duran Duran and Treasure Island announced, regrettably, that they would not be able to reschedule that can that show. It was going to be canceled. They wouldn't be able to reschedule one uh, for this tour. So, they would get their money back. Well, that got Amy and her friend Sarah saying, well, what we, we got to do something here. So, on the night when the power went out, they were looking into getting tickets. They were, Amy was getting the tickets and the, booking the flight. And booking the hotel rooms through Expedia, so she, so she's you know it's getting all that taken care of while we have the power outage. So she's doing that yeah, because they said, you know, we've got there's a concert coming up September 9th in Los Angeles at the Hollywood Bowl, so we could go to that. And the cheaps, the, the seats that they're getting are relatively cheap considering, you know, ticket prices today. Of course, the flight and all that kind of stuff. You know, whatever. So the, so the, but but between the two of them, you know, they're they're, they're paying for things and, and and okay, okay, fine. But there's also a show in November in Los Angeles for Duran Duran uh, to celebrate Duran Duran being uh, um, uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So which one do we go to? Which one do we go to? And I, I don't know. Maybe go to the one that's quicker because it's the Hollywood Bowl. That's cool. But she said, but the, the, the Hall of Fame one, all five of the original members are going to be there. Okay. Go to that. <clears throat> well, they decided to go to both. So right now, they're in Los Angeles for the Hollywood Bowl show, which was last night. I haven't talked to her yet today to find out how that went. But she's been doing stuff. So that's cool. That's cool. Well, you know, it's it's fine. Life is about experiences, not necessarily about collecting, getting things. But I'm going to get a nice comic book today. So, but it's not going to be nearly as much as uh, what they're going to be spending here. But we'll live, we'll survive, we'll get through it, and it's a good good experience for her, and it's good to be with her friend, and that's cool. Uh, but I did say I had a somewhat major announcement. <coughs> that major announcement, somewhat major announcement, is. Long-time listener to my show will know that I work three jobs. I've done. Uh, I've worked for a janitor uh, service for the better part of 33 years. Uh, I, 14 of those years were, was as the office manager. So that was two jobs I had there. And then I started working for this nostalgia zone for the comic book store. So I had three jobs for quite a while. But then cold side, that silk screening shop, came a-calling, and I gave up the office job with the janitor job. I gave that up. But I still have three jobs because I would still clean at night, two nights a week, sometimes three, and and I'd work at the comic book store. So I'm working six days a week because I do the comic store on Saturday, five days a week at the other, two nights a week because of two or three nights a week for the janitor job. And I've uh, I have given my two weeks notice for the cleaning job, the two nights or three nights a week job. I've given my notice. Next week, next Friday, will be the last time I clean. For them, now, that's 33 years more or less of me being a janitor for them. I'm giving that up now. I've given it up a couple of times before for a few months or a year, but I've always come back because I needed work or something like that. And the boss told me, "You ever need work? Let me know." So no hard feelings. We're getting out, but I just 
needed more time at home the evenings. And I'm telling you, kids, I do not look forward to dealing with icy floors, or not icy floors, salty floors because of all the snow and ice that's sure to come uh, this winter. So I now I won't have to. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, that's my somewhat major announcement. Down to two jobs. Well, we'll make it work. Uh, anyway, you've been listening to Jimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, be skeptical and, and do all the stuff you need to do. And, uh, and uh, be good to each other. And remember to sleep with the lights off. Oh, I've been your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. I don't know if I said that. See you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going to hell. hell.